Welcome to Central Baptist Church's Sermon Podcast. This program features the preaching and teaching of Corey Ramirez, the pastor of Central Baptist Church of Little Rock, Arkansas. In God's Word, you will find the encouragement needed for today. And now, here is Pastor Ramirez. This is actually our last message this morning on our series, Forward by Faith. Forward by Faith. And we've been talking about, if you have your Bibles, we're going to be in the book of Joshua. And this morning, Joshua chapter 23, we'll be looking at Joshua chapter 23, and we have been talking about going forward by faith, how we must trust in the Lord as we live. Uh, We have to walk with God, uh, obey Him, look to Him, and when we do this, God blesses. When we do this, God will guide, God will direct. And we've been looking at examples from the book of Joshua, how God led the people as they walked with Him. God provided victories. God provided all that they needed. All they had to do was just go forward by faith. And so that's been the theme. This morning is the final message on our series. If you're interested, uh, they're back online. If you are interested in uh, going and reading or listening to more of them, they are on our website. But this morning, uh, the secret to success is what we're calling this one. The secret to success from Joshua chapter 23. And let's look here at verse uh, we'll start reading in verse 6 here. It says, Be ye therefore very courageous to keep and do all that is written in the book of the law of Moses, that you turn not aside therefrom to the right hand or to the left, that you come not among these nations, these that remain among you, neither make mention of the name of their gods, nor cause to swear by them, neither serve them nor bow yourselves unto them. But cleave unto the Lord your God, as ye have done unto this day. For the Lord hath driven out from before you great nations, and strong. But as for you, no man hath been able to stand before you unto this day. One man of you shall chase a thousand. For the Lord your God, he it is that fighteth for you, as he hath promised you. Let's have a word of prayer. We'll get further on our lesson. Lord, we thank you for this day. I thank you for this passage, uh, which we have read. I pray that you will bless our time together this morning. Please open up your word to us. Help us to see what is here. Help us to get a good understanding. And Lord, I pray that you help us to apply the teachings here to our life. And please encourage us today. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, the secret to success. I can tell you this right now. The secret to success is not what you have in this world. And it's not what you find in this world. Uh, position, titles, power, that's not the secret to success as far as success with God. Uh, possessions, material goods, items, things that you have, things that you can get, that's not the secret to, secret to success as far as success with God. Uh, this morning, the secret to success, as we'll see, is your relationship with God. Uh, your walk with God and God working in your life and God blessing you. See, the Israelites were successful because of God. That's why they were successful. And Joshua, in this passage, is reminding them of that success that they had and why they had it so as they would go forward in life they would continue to look to God and trust in him so if they wanted continued success it would be because of God and that was the challenge that was the goal you know I think this is the challenge for each individual for each Christian because it's so easy to lose sight of God and his power and when we lose sight of God and his power there a couple things will happen one we begin to think maybe we are the reason why we're successful and that's pride will we'll fill the heart. You know, uh, pride comes before a fall. The problems will kind of in. Or, or even the other way can come around too as far as if we take our eyes off God, we can become discouraged. 
We forget that with God all things are possible, and we stop walking with God. So this morning, I'm going to give you just three thoughts here from this passage on the secret to success. Here's the first one uh, as far as the secret to success. Confidence in the Lord. Have confidence in the Lord. Notice what Joshua uh, told them here. We'll go back and we'll look here in Joshua chapter 23. In verse 6, he says, Be therefore very courageous to keep and to do all that is written in the book of the law of Moses. He says here that you turn not aside from there, from the right hand or to the left. Here he is talking to them about God and the word of God. So here's a few thoughts here. Uh, I want to start with the conditions of the time. Bible tells us now, for the most part, it was a time of peace. They still had some struggles. There were still some uh, battles in the land. But compared to what they had endured, this was a time of peace now. They were now settling down in the land. Uh, And they had many victories over great foes. And he points that out, that nobody could stand against them. Nobody could stand against them. You know, Paul puts it this way, you know, if God be for us, who can be against us? You know, when God is with you, you can do great things. And that's what Joshua reminded them here. Have confidence in God. Nobody has been able to stand against you as you come into this land. God's given you not only the ability to pass over the river Jordan, but he gave you Jericho, and then he's given you the entire land, just as he has promised. God is good, and God is great. So here's where we come to now. After all of these victories, it's possible, maybe that's why Joshua is warning them, you know, it's possible that they could have began to trust in themselves, have confidence in themselves. Uh, you know, they'd be tempted to rest on what we'd call their victories, or what they thought they had done. That would lead them to rest or, or trust in their strength, trust in their wisdom instead of God's. And they would be tempted to be proud. You know, it's easy to become proud without even realizing it sometimes. Because we think we've done this, or I've done this, or I've done that. Well, God's given us those abilities to do those things. We've got to always keep God in mind. And so here I think we have not only a challenge, but a little bit of a, a warning to these people, a little bit of a caution. Uh, you know, they had received great rewards. Think of what they had now. This is a group of people that had nothing. They came out of the wilderness. They had nothing whatsoever. And now when they go into land, what do they have? They have land. They're going to have homes. They have fields. They have cattle. I mean, they have great possessions now. God had blessed them greatly. Uh, You know, uh, I've read and I even know some people that have been blessed. And you hear that phrase, it goes to their head. Uh, They receive blessings or they receive these things. And it's almost as if they forget where they came from. They forget that if it wasn't for God, they'd still be where they were. If it wasn't for God blessing, they would have nothing. And so that's kind of what he's telling them here. He said, yes, you have all these things, but it's because of God that you have all these things. Now think about that for us this morning. It's because of God you have your blessings in your life. Now your blessings in your life, count your blessings. Family, friends, whatever possessions God's given you, whatever jobs, whatever you have, those blessings are because God's blessed you with those things. And praise God for those. Don't let them, don't take them for granted and don't think they're they're there because we're something great is because God's great and God's blessed us. So here, here's what it comes down to. You know, in times of what we would call prosperity, those times can be dangerous to our faith. And here's why. Because they can draw men and women, I guess you say easy times or prosperous times, can draw men and women away from God. We can become slack in our service to God. We can become indifferent in the way we worship God because everything's going well. We don't believe we need God's help. 
Uh, We can become lazy in our walk with God. We can become satisfied with the world instead of seeking after God. And I think we find that today in our generation, in our culture, in our country this morning. I believe we're finding a group of people that have really taken the things of God for granted. Now, I'm not talking about each individual. I'm talking as a whole. We're finding a group of people in our country today that have just neglected God, have turned away from God in some cases, uh, don't want God. And what's happened is this freedom, which I tell you what, I thank God every day for our freedoms in our country. I thank God for the prosperity that he's blessed us with. But it seems as if these freedoms and these prosperities have caused men and women to begin to think, we don't need God anymore. We have all this. You know, sometimes the most difficult thing to do is to convince someone that they need God in their life. Especially here in our country when they have everything they think they need. And they don't think they need God, but they do need God. And so that's the warning he's given to these people. As they're, as they're settling in this land, he says, don't forget God. Keep God in mind. And then as far as the confidence that God has, or God gives, he's saying, have confidence in the Lord and not in yourself. You know, that's also the temptation, is to trust what we can do. Trust in our own power, trust in our own wisdom. You know, that goes all the way back to Genesis. That's what Eve and Adam did. They trusted in what they thought was right, not what God told them what was right. And so they trusted in their own, I guess you say, wisdom and discretion, and because of that they sinned. So here's what we need. We need confidence in God. And if you look at the passage here, we'll talk more about this as far as confidence in God. Notice it goes back to what we find here in verse 1. He says, And it came to pass a long time after that the Lord had given rest unto Israel from all their enemies round about that Joshua waxed old and stricken in age. And Joshua called for all Israel and for their elders, for the heads, for their judges, for their officers, and said unto them, I am old and stricken in age. And you have seen all that the Lord your God hath done unto all these nations because of you. For the Lord your God is he that hath fought for you. Notice he's saying God is the one who has fought. God's the one who's given you the victory. Have confidence in God. You know, when they first entered the land, the first battle they had to face was Jericho. Remember what God had them do? He didn't have them go and charge the city. He had them march around it for a week there. And then the last day, he had them go around it seven times and blow the horns, the trumpets. And then the walls came crumbling down. But you notice what God did? God gave the victory. That kind of set the, the mood, I guess you'd say, as far as establish the point that if they would just walk with God, He would continue to give them victories like that. But it's so easy to begin to walk in our own strength, and our own wisdom. And I think even as Christians, that's a battle we face today. You know, uh, you may have things come into your life. Uh, I know there have been things that come into my life that uh, I don't take to God first. I think I've got to figure them out. Then I end up taking them to God because I can't figure them out. And I should have taken them to God to begin with. And that's kind of the point here that we must look to God and trust God in these areas and with all things. And that was the challenge here for the people that they would have confidence in God because God's the one who gave them the victory. So here's a few thoughts on this. Confidence in God produces what we call faith in God. You're trusting the Lord. You're looking to Him. You believe He's going to work all things out. You believe he's got a purpose. You believe he's got a plan. And so what happens is that faith in your heart that begins to get rid of the fears that are sitting in there. And when you have faith, those fears stay away. It's when the lack of faith comes in, it's when the fears begin to build up in the heart. Because 
The confidence is no longer in God taking care of us. Now, you go back to the beginning of Joshua when they came in the land, going around that city of Jericho. Had they actually looked at what they were doing, I'm sure they would have just been shocked that, hey, how are these walls going to fall? There's no possible way this is going to happen. They trusted God and God blessed. And everything uh, worked out the way God wanted to. So that's what we find as far as confidence. Also, you know what confidence will do too? When you have it in God, it will give you courage to do what's right. Courage to do what's right. And that's what we need today. We need courage in the Lord to live a life that's pleasing unto God. To do what's right in a world of sin. And we need courage in God. So self-confidence, what it does, it opens up the door to problems. But confidence in the Lord leads to success. So that's my first thought here this morning. The secret to success is to have confidence in God. Make sure you're putting your confidence in God. Of course, make sure you have put your faith in the Lord. That you have received Him as your Savior and believed on Jesus Christ. See, that's where confidence begins. Trusting God that He will save your soul. Trust in the Lord that He'll forgive you of your sin. I hope and pray everyone here saved this morning that you've received Christ as your Savior. Here's my second one this morning. How about the commitment? A commitment to the Lord. Commitment to the Lord. Let's go back to Joshua chapter 23. And notice what he says in verse 6. He says, therefore, be very courageous. So we talked about courage a little bit. He says here, to keep and to do all that is written in the book of the law of Moses, that you turn not aside therefrom to the right hand or to the left. So now we find them. God wants them to make a commitment. Make a commitment. And that commitment is to... First, his word to his law, as we find here. They were to be obedient to the law of Moses. They were to know it. Then they were to apply it. That's obedience. Uh, You know, it's great to read the word of God. Morning. It's great to read the word of God. It's even better to live by it. You could know teachings and not apply them. It's best to live by God's word. And that's the challenge he's given the people of Israel. He says, read the law, know it, and then live by it. Don't turn from the right or to the left. You follow what God directs. You you follow his word. You follow his direction. And that's how you're going to have success in life. And so they were to have complete obedience to God. Now that's uh, difficult. In other words, they weren't to pick and choose what to obey. They weren't to read and say, well, you know, I don't think this law sounds too good to me. Let's change it. No, they had no right to change it. They were to obey it. They weren't to pick and choose what they thought was good or what they thought was bad. God had already determined that. He's already given us the law. He's determined what's right, what's wrong. He's determined sin and what's not sin. What we're to do is to follow His direction and obey Him. And that's what we find as far as the direction here is they were to obey God's Word. And then if you go a little further, we're in Joshua chapter 23. He says here in verse 7, uh, as far as His ways, verse 7 says that you come not among those nations that remain among you, neither make mention of the name of their gods, nor cause to swear by them, neither serve them, nor bow yourselves unto them. So they were to have a commitment to what we call God's Word. But they also have a commitment to what I'd call God's way. In other words, they were not to go and be part of the world. They were to separate from that. And that's the teaching we find here. He didn't want them to go back into their old ways, to the idolatry of which they were came from. He wanted them to go forward and to trust in Him. You see, they were in a land that was surrounded by what we'd call false 
gods, nations that worshipped false gods, and God didn't want them to fall into that trap again. He wanted them to stay away from that. You see, this morning, for us here to make this practical, God wants us to make a commitment to His ways. He wants each of you to, to make a commitment to Him, to His Word, that you're going to live by it, that you're going to obey it, you're going to follow it. Now, if you're going to live by it, you've got to know it. So you've got to read it, study it, maybe listen to it. And then apply it when you find those teachings. Try to live by God's Word. And then as you live by God's Word, walk with Him. Stay in His ways. Now, as far as the Israelites were concerned, He didn't want them to return to their old ways, is what we find here. Joshua is challenging them not to go back to the sins that once held them. You know, Paul talks about that in Galatians. That we've been set free from sin. We're not to put ourselves back in bondage. God set us free. We're to live free. In other words, you know the sins that maybe at one time had held your heart? Now that you're saved, you let those go. You put those in the past and you live unto God now. And don't get entangled again, he says, in the yoke of bondage is what Paul says. We don't want to get entangled in those sins that hurt us and destroy us. And those sins, you know, everyone's different. Your past is different than my past. And so what you know is that God wants you to go forward with Him. And that's what He wanted with the Israelites. He didn't want them to go back to those old ways. Because those old ways didn't help. Those old ways led them into the wilderness, led them into pride, led them into problems. God wanted them to go forward with Him and make a commitment to Him. Now, making commitments, you know, today, people don't like to make commitments of any kind today. You know, that's something we talk about. I know people, I've read articles on how people just don't like to make commitments. Well, you know, I think it's important to make commitments to God. Just say, God, I'm going to do this. I'm going to serve you. I'm going to make a commitment, and I'm going to be the best I can for you today. You know, each and every day, it's making a commitment to God. And just say, Lord, I'm going to honor you today. Wherever you take me, whatever you have for me, whatever my responsibilities are today, I'm going to do them to the best of my abilities for your glory and for your honor. I'm going to make a commitment. And that's what we're talking about here. You know, a commitment to the Lord is what leads to success. A commitment to the Lord. Here's the third and final one, and that's when we cleave unto the Lord. We cleave unto the Lord. Let's go back to our passage here this morning. We're in Joshua chapter 23. And here in this passage, Joshua, this is at the end of his life on earth. He's nearing the end of his physical life. And as he's nearing the end of his life, he's, he's talking to the Israelites, to the people, and he's given them really some final thoughts, some, some challenging words, some encouragement. And here, as he's closing out, I guess, his life on earth, trying to encourage those as they go forward, he talks about God and the blessings God was and how they need to stay with the Lord. Notice what he says here, and we're in Joshua chapter 23, and he says here in verse 8, But cleave unto the Lord your God, as ye have done unto this day. Cleave. Now that's an interesting word. The word cleave means, it means to adhere. It means to stick to. I like to think of glue as what it means. It's like glue, you know, you, you, you put glue on something and you put it there so you can stick something together and it stays right there. Now there's some glues, there's some super glues out there uh, you got to be careful of. I mean, I've, I've used some where, you know, you don't have much time. You, you, once you get it there, you better get it right or better move it quick because if it, if it sets you know, too quick, you're stuck with wherever you put it. Uh, and some of those are going to be harmful to your skin. And so we're talking about cleaving, sticking to the Lord. Isn't that interesting how that word is and the application here? 
So he says, you know what? You need to cleave unto the Lord. You need to stick to God. Kind of like glue, like super glue. You need to stick to the Lord. And you stay right there with Him. You see, Joshua wanted them to attach themselves to God. Now think about that. Obviously, it's not a physical attachment here. He's talking about a spiritual attachment, their heart. He wanted their hearts to be attached to God, to, to be focused on the Lord, to be looking to God. Now, the way this is done today, obviously, is first, knowing the Lord as your Savior. And then second, yielding or submitting to His will in your life. And seeking His way in your life. Seeking His direction. Reading His Word. Asking Him to show you. Talking to Him in prayer. Asking Him to guide you, direct you. Perhaps give you wisdom. And you seek after God. That's cleaving unto the Lord and walking with Him. Obeying His commands. Looking for His ways or or looking to walk in His ways. And when you cleave unto the Lord... You're going to be right there with God. Turn with me, if you would, to John chapter 15. I want to show you in the New Testament where we have the same teaching, really, in different words. And this is, uh, in our passage in the Old Testament, this is Joshua to the people of Israel nearing the end of his life. John chapter 15, we have Jesus Christ to his apostles teaching them something near as he's nearing the end of his earthly life, which is kind of interesting. Uh, he says here in John chapter 15, this is Jesus speaking here. He says, I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. Every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, and it may bring, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. And then verse 4. Abide in me, and I in you, as a branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye, except ye abide in me. You know that word abide, there in John chapter 15, that means to dwell, where you reside, where you stay. Now, again, he's not talking about a physical dwelling, he's talking about a spiritual dwelling. Dwelling, abiding in Christ, remaining with Him, your heart. It's really the same teaching Joshua gave. Joshua used the word cleave, to stick. Christ used the word abide, to stay, to remain. But the teaching is the same. We're to stay with God, remain with God, seek the Lord, put our affections on Him, seek to honor Him, seek to glorify Him, seek His help, seek His wisdom, trust in Him, look to Him. How about this? Honor Him. Worship Him. Don't give worship to anyone else but God. Worship God every day. Honor the Lord. Reverence Him. Respect Him. Exalt Him. Lift Him up. Praise Him. That's what we're to do. We're to abide with Christ. Always there. Always with Him in our heart. And that's the key to success. Really, one of the keys right there. And we go back to our passage. Joshua said to cleave, to attach yourself to God. I guess the other side of it is they were not to detach themselves from God. Okay? In other words, they weren't to separate from God. They were to separate from the world and draw closer to God. But you know, if we're not careful, the distractions in this world, perhaps the pursuits of this world, the pleasures of this world, you know what they can do? They can separate us from the world or from God and draw us further into the world. And that's what the warning is here. In other words, attach yourself to God. Don't detach yourself from God. Don't get caught up in these things. And so here's a challenge for us here this morning. You know, there are a lot of distractions in this world. I can tell you that. 
a lot of distractions. And, and a lot of those distractions aren't necessarily sinful. But those distractions can detach you from God, pull you away. You know, you could spend all your time on something that's not necessarily bad, but if you fail to spend time with God, that's going to hurt your relationship. You're detaching yourself from God, and you're attaching yourself to something else. Giving all your time, time that should be spent with the Lord, to something else. So that's the warning there. Now, obviously, we have to do things in this world, but we must make sure that we are attached to God, not removing ourselves from the Lord. And so what we find here is he's encouraging them to stick with God. I want to challenge you this morning to stick with God. Make sure you have attached yourself, Lord, and you're with him every single day. And that's the, the final thought here is they were to continue with God. See, we're talking about forward by faith. They went into the land. They have conquered it with God's blessings and God's work and God's strength. They now have, excuse me, they have settled the land. They have homes. They're getting ready to, to establish themselves here, entrench themselves in the land. And Joshua wanted them to continue with God, continue with the Lord. In other words, they were not to now turn back in their relationship with God. And that can happen, loved ones. That can happen. We can have these great blessings, and God can bless us in great ways. And the next thing you know, we, we just take our eyes off God, and we begin to live for self. I think of Peter when he was walking on water. You know, he walked a distance. I don't know how far, but far enough that he couldn't turn back and get to the ship when he began to sink. He was out there. But when he took his eyes off the Lord, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, he began to sink. He had to call out for help. You see, he took his eyes off God. You see, that's the thought here. Now that they were in the land, now that they have been blessed, Joshua didn't want them to lose sight of God and lose their, I guess you say, as far as their daily faith. He didn't want them to start putting confidence in self and instead of looking to God or trusting in God. And that's a challenge for each of us. I, I really believe this is a daily challenge. Every single day, you're going to have to decide that you're going to trust in the Lord for that day. Or for that situation. Really, this can be moment to moment. I've had days where it seemed like everything started off well, and then after lunch it all fell apart. And so there are going to be days where you're going to have to, from moment to moment, just say, you know what, I'm going to trust God in this. I'm going to walk with God today. I'm going to, I'm going to make sure I stick close to God. I'm going to make sure that I, I start my day with God, walk with God, and finish my day with God. And see, these are daily decisions here. This is something that I think each of us can really, we can apply this to our everyday life and really determine that we're going to trust in the Lord. You know, as far as this challenge here to continue, uh, I think Joshua didn't want them to wander away from God. He he wanted them to continue to receive God's blessings. And and as we close it out this morning, notice what he said here in verse 9. He reminded them, For the Lord hath driven out from before you great nations, he says, and strong But as for you, no man hath been able to stand before you unto this day. So he reminds them, after he challenges them to have confidence in God, make a commitment to God, and then cleave unto the Lord, he said, God has been good. Here's something to think about. Maybe Joshua is saying, guess what? God's not going to let you down. He hasn't let you down yet. He has given you great victories. Nobody has been able to stand against you. You've conquered cities. You've conquered armies. You've conquered kings. God has kept his word. God has been good to you. 
remain faithful to Him. That's almost a challenge. God has been good, so don't forsake the Lord. Remain faithful, forward by faith. And that's what he's challenging him to do here. Notice in verse 10, One man of you shall chase a thousand, for the Lord your God, he it is that doth fight for you, as he hath promised you. Notice that there, basically he's saying, this is your success here. You have confidence in the Lord. You make a commitment, you cleave unto the Lord. You're going to see the results. Notice he says, one man shall chase a thousand. Now, that's pretty good numbers, you know, when you think about it. Now, obviously, I don't know if he's being literal here or as much as he's saying, guess what? With God, as God has already proven, with God, great things are possible. With God, great things are happening. You know, in closing this morning, I think part of the problem sometimes with the reason we don't find success is because... How's the phrase? We sell God short. We don't go to Him for great, with great things, with great requests. We lack faith. It's not God. God's got power. God's mighty. It's we're not trusting in Him. We're not asking Him. We're not seeking Him. And sometimes we think things are too great. Oh, I can't ask for this. It's just too great. Well, maybe God's put upon your heart. Maybe He wants you to ask Him for it. God is a God of great things. That's what we find here in, this, in the book of Joshua. He gave them great victories and He wanted to continue to bless the nation and to bless the people. This morning, God is a great God. He's a great God. And if you're saved, if you have received Christ as your Savior, He's your God. He's your God. And He is your God to guide you, to help you, to direct you, to give you comfort, to give you wisdom, to give you strength. And your God is mighty. Your God is powerful. Your God can cause you to chase a thousand. Your God can cause you to to have blessings and to do great things. You see, this morning, I want to encourage you to go forward by faith in your life. With your family. We'll start with family. You know, God is the one who instituted the family. Families are important. Go forward by faith with your family. Pray for your family. Trust God to provide and to take care of things with your family. And then put these in use. Have confidence in the Lord as you go forward. Make a commitment that you're going to read the Word. You're going to live by God's Word. And then cleave unto God with your home and, and your home and your family. You know, as our church, this is the challenge for our church. Let's do the same thing. Let's have confidence in God. You know, we're praying for revival. I, I pray for revival every day. I pray that God will just work in hearts of people in, in this city. And I'm not talking about religion. You know, you can set up churches all over the place and have religion. We want true revival where people are seeking after God, repenting of sin, living unto the Lord, following His ways, His word. And I pray we see that. We see that here in our church. God's already added several. We pray that He continues to add more and bless us. God can do great things. I believe He can. And that's why we go forward by faith. But how about the commitment? As a church, we've got to be Make a commitment to God that we're going to live according to His Word. We're going, to, we're going to apply His Word to our church. And we're going to act upon His Word. And then finally, we're going to cleave unto the Lord. We're going to stick right there with God. We're not going to separate from Him. We're, we're going to stay right there with the Lord. So in closing this morning, the secret to success is God. The secret to success is God. And if you want to have success, not necessarily we're talking worldly success, but if you want to have spiritual success and God bless your life, comfort, peace, joy, contentment, then obviously you need God in your life, but you need to have confidence in the Lord. You need to have a commitment unto the Lord as far as His Word and His ways. And then you need to cleave 
unto God. Just stick right there with Him through good days and difficult days. When everything seems to be working out and then those days when everything seems to be going wrong, you just stick right there with God and you trust Him to bless your life. You've been listening to the preaching of Pastor Ramirez of Central Baptist Church of Little Rock, Arkansas. We hope today's message encouraged you. If you would like more information about Pastor Ramirez or Central Baptist Church, please visit our website, centralbaptistchurch.org. Thank you for listening today. Be sure to join us again for another message from God's Word.